What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Round 2 Podcast. This is Nikki. It is Monday, July 10th, and holy shit, can we just talk about the fact that it's July 10th? I mean, this year has absolutely flown by, and I know that this is totally something that time, you know, in general, we talk about all the time. It's such a topic of conversation, especially when there needs to be a filler in conversation. But I think we can all agree that this year has flown by at a rate that is faster than the years past. I think particularly for me in Northern California here, we had the longest, wettest winter that we've had in years. And I think that played a really big role in why the the year flew by so fast because it just felt like we were stuck in February for like five months. And then when we finally came out of it and it was supposed to be springtime and it was springtime, we weren't getting spring weather. So now it's July and we're experiencing spring weather. And I've been very careful with what I say about the weather because I don't want to jinx it because having these 85 days has been absolutely glorious. We've only had a couple of days that have been over 100 and that's been so nice. But also I, it's like we're having fall mornings every day, which again are lovely, but I'm ready for those mornings where you open the front door at seven and you're like, wow, it feels so good because it's summer even though you know that by noon it's going to be 100 degrees and you're going to be like, man, this kind of blows. But anyway, I think that that's most definitely why for me this year feels like it's flying by because we're still experiencing spring and it's the middle of July. Um, anyway, there's definitely been a gap in putting out these podcasts. I, you know, it's funny. I ended, I started this year. I hired a coach and my goal with that was to have accountability and to have somebody I could talk to about all these goals that I have in my life that are non-work related and have somebody to, you know, hold me accountable, ask me questions, help me look at things from different perspectives. And I think when I conveniently forgot when I started the year off with all of these goals is that I do have a full-time job that is demanding. I own a home that I take care of by myself. Um, I have family. I have friends. I like to do things on my own. Um, And like anybody, I like to just sit down and watch Netflix, hang out, chill out, relax. So I put together all of these personal goals. And then as the year started and all of these other things in life, and then of course, there's always the unexpected, random things that happen that come up that you have to take care of that cause stress or anxiety or frustration or cost a lot of money um, that you then kind of sit there and go, this is super annoying and this is where my extra time is going towards. So I, as I had all these goals set out for myself, I was not prioritizing some of them. And then when I would have meetings with my coach and he would ask how things are going, I finally got to a point where I felt so bad because I was not, I was having, oh, I'd be like, no update, no update, no update. And then I felt like I'm not only letting down myself, but I'm letting down him and I don't want to let him down. 
and I don't want to let myself down, but I just felt like it, it turned into this cycle that I was no longer enjoying. So the good thing is, is that I told him that and I said, Hey, I don't like the way that this is. I feel like I'm disappointing you because I'm not moving fast enough on some of these goals. And he was like, Nikki, he's like, these are your goals. He's like, I'm here to help you, to advise you, to support you, to have help you look at things differently. He's like, I'm not here to judge you on whether or not you're progressing fast enough. So that was really nice of him to say and for me to hear. So we completely pivoted and put all of the goals on the back burner, not to say I'm not still working on some of them, getting this podcast back up and running was one of them, but now we're just kind of doing what he refers to as life coaching. And so we'll just kind of sit and have conversations about whatever I have on my mind that I want to talk about that day when we meet. And it's become so much more enjoyable for me because I feel like we're just talking about anything that I'm currently focused on. And yes, some of them do continue to weave themselves through over the months. Um, but it also has just been really nice. And I will say one of the things about him is that he's very, he's a very good listener, but then he also has a really great way of asking a question or saying something in a way that makes me think about it a little bit differently. And then I think that gets my like engines running on, oh, okay, how do I accomplish this from this lens? How do I work through this from this lens? And I've really, really enjoyed it. So those are definitely, um, you know, that's kind of like where I've been. I did, as far as the podcast is concerned, I really set out this year with like some big lofty goals. Um, I wanted to get everything on YouTube and I wanted to make it, you know, get, get more active on social media. And I put all this pressure on myself because a lot of doing that required a lot of learning on my end. I'm not saying that I can't learn how to do certain things, but some of the things are not in my normal day-to-day wheelhouse. So it required a little bit of extra effort in order for me to get those things where I want them to be. So instead of striving for perfection, I decided to just say, fuck it and get back to recording, get back to doing what I've enjoyed, get back to having conversations with people. And I do have a social media strategy now, which I think will be fun to put into practice. And I'm just really excited because when I named the podcast round two, I named it that because I felt like, you know, we have these pivotal moments in our lives where we think we're on one path and then we end up on another. And it's like, holy shit, I never thought I'd be here. And then you have this opportunity to reflect back and see what was it that happened? What, what changed? Where am I now? What have I learned and where am I going from here? And I think there are, are things in life where if you listen to the first you know, 10 episodes that I had amazing guests on with me. Um, those are like big pivotal moments, but I think we also all have little round twos that happen often where you make a decision and you want to do something differently, or you make a decision that you think is going to give you a certain result or make you feel a certain way. And then it does achieve that, but you end up having all of these other things that you weren't expecting as a result of that. So I'm now more focused on the littler round twos than the bigger round twos in my life. And I was really happy when I figured that out and learned that or reminded myself that, you know, hey, 
Perfection is always something that I know we can beat ourselves up about, but at the end of the day, nobody's paying close enough attention to anyone to care enough. So just continue to do you. That's definitely been my life mantra for so long. And the older that I get, the more I realize that it is so true. I mean, of course, we have our families. We have some some of our, you know, we have friends, probably the closest friends that, you know, think about us, worry about us, care about us the most. But really, at the end of the day, live your life the way you want to live it because nobody fucking cares. You're going to be the one that it has the regrets if you don't do something or if you don't try something or if you don't just go for it because no one else cares what you're doing because they're all focused on doing things there on their own. Um, about two months ago, I went to a high school friend's father's celebration of life and it was, you know, beautiful and sad and happy all at the same time. There were a handful of folks there from high school. Um, one of the things that I think is really neat about the town in which I grew up and the friends that we, that I made in high school, and you see this class over class is that, we have these friendships that we've really continued to nurture over time. And there's a lot of people who are still really good friends with, with different people that we went to high school with, myself included. And I love that because even though they're people that I don't see every day, don't talk to every day, probably some people I don't even see every year. I mean, one of my dearest friends, I shit you not, lives 12 minutes from me, but our lives are so vastly different that we don't see each other that often. I saw her in May. I hadn't seen her since the prior March and it's not for lack of love or care or want. It's just anytime she'd reach out to me and say, Hey, are you around? I wasn't. Anytime I'd reach out to her and say, Hey, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. She was off. She's got three kids. She's super busy with all of their sports and activities. So But the wonderful thing is that, you know, she walks in the door to my house. We pick up exactly where we left off, um, had such a ball chatting there and back on the way to this, this celebration. And, you know, she's just, she's just wonderful. And it's like, no time has passed, no ill will, just fun. So anyway, I was at this celebration of life and I was talking to another high school friend who, grew up actually across the street from me. And so we were catching up, you know, talking about our parents and saying how they were doing. And, um, she had mentioned some travel that was coming up. And then she told me that another family who lived down the street and around the corner from us, that the, the dad, and mind you, when I say the dad, I'm talking about, you know, men and women in their seventies had said, Hey, I want to go on this round the world I think it was a cruise. I don't think it was a, a a tour, but regardless of what it was, it was an around the world adventure and it was six months long. Well, his wife said, I don't want to do that. So he decided to go on his own. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yes. That is awesome. Now we're at my parents and I learned that my dad was going to go and take a trip for six months and be away from my mom for that long. Yeah. I would probably feel a little bummed. I would probably be more bummed that my mom didn't want to go on a trip that my dad wanted to go on. But I also feel like we only live once. You only get this one trip. That is literally something I say all the time. We only get this one trip. So I thought that was so cool that he was like, you know what? I'm going to go do it. So 
I think that like roundabout way to say a lot of things is just go and do what you want to do. Put yourself out there, give it a whirl, give it a try. You never know what could come of it. And those are the things that I've been telling myself in regards to getting this podcast back out there. You never know what could come of it. You never know what could happen. And you never know with saying one thing, you know, what you could, whose life you could touch. Um, I went back through all of the podcasts that I had guests on last year and gosh, those were some amazing conversations. So many great, you know, nuggets of wisdom, so many incredible life experiences, so many things to be learned. And I'm just so glad that I did that. And that's what made me want to get back out here and put it out there again have more conversations with different people. I really went pedal to the metal with everything um, last year. I mean, I had a new guest almost every week, which that was awesome. Um, I also, you know, realized that I have to put it out more through social channels because I'm, you know, close to tapping out my list of friends. I still have about like five to ten other people that I definitely am going to get in here talking. Um, but I also want to talk to strangers. I want to talk to people that I haven't, that I don't already know their life story. Although I will say with every single person that I talked to, I did not know their whole life story. I learned something every single time. And with a few of them, there were people that, yes, we were, you know, we follow each other on Instagram, but people that I literally hadn't talked to in 15 or 20 years. So those stories were very, very new to me. And that was very fun. Um, Let's see. So I started this off talking about how time has flown by and then I followed it up with the weather, which like groundbreaking. We're talking about time and the weather. Like, wow, this is really, really exciting, Nikki. Um, I then, (laughs) I mean, wow, but it's so true. Like those were the two of the biggest things, the time, like time flying by, what made it fly by the weather patterns, different things with my life coach, different things going on in life. Um, I would say the other big thing, and this kind of ties in with doing what works for you, doing what's best for you, is just, you know, making making decisions for yourself. I started this year off really, really focused on my health. Um, I, w- I turned 45 in February. I had been thinking about, okay, what, is, what are the next five years going to look like? What are the things that I want to accomplish? How do I want to feel? Um, our health is everything. Health is wealth. And that is like the truest statement ever. Health is wealth. So I started this year off really, really hyper-focused on my health and wanting to do everything I could possibly do to be in the best health that I could be. I started working with a company. They have been absolutely phenomenal. There are I get to have conversations directly about me and what's going on with my body with some of the smartest people that I've met. Um, we did all these different tests, blood work. I mean, they took like 11 vials of blood. So the amount of testing that went through my blood was unbelievable. Then we did hormone testing. We did genetic testing. So it was really cool to see the results of all of those things. But I also think what was so neat about it is that we are inundated every day with 
with information and with the way that companies are using influencers and to market things and user-generated content to market things, it's like you can open your phone and you can have a hundred different people telling you about this amazing supplement that you need to take for X, Y, and Z, and it'll solve all your problems and you'll be fit and hot and all those things. And it is absolutely overwhelming. It can be absolutely overwhelming because you're like, well, should I take this? Should I not? I mean, I know I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know what I should be taking, which was another reason why I wanted to work with this company. So now I am taking a decent amount of supplements, but they're all things that my body actually needs and that will benefit me to be at my optimum you know, fitness and health levels. So that's been a really, really cool thing. Um, I, and also through my learnings with them, I have been strength training way more. And I feel like even saying that is so rudimentary, like, oh my gosh, strength training, like again, groundbreaking. But when you, for me, when I've actually been focusing on it and saying, I'm going to do this, a certain number of days of a week, I'm actually doing it versus going, oh, well, I just had a killer run or I just had a great cycle class. I, I'm good. I'm done. Like my heart rate's up. I sweat a bunch. I'm good. I've been really, really focusing on the strength aspect of things. And I do see a difference in my performance in the way like I'm standing up a little bit straighter. Um, you know, putting, putting sheets on my bed is easier. And that might sound like, huh, but I have a Tempur-Pedic bed. Those suckers are so heavy. Like they're so heavy. I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to complain because it is still the most comfortable bed I've ever slept on. So, but it still is heavy. So lifting it up to get the sh- the bottom sheet on, it's easier. I see more muscles in my arms and my shoulders and my back and I'm I like that. Like it it makes me feel good. And also muscle is so 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 important to our health. So doing that has been really really good for me. Um focusing on protein and I, I challenge anybody who has never tracked the amount of protein that you're eating throughout the day to track it because I guarantee you're not eating as much as you thought you were. I thought I was eating well, you know, uh, more than enough. I wasn't even eating probably 40% of what my body actually needs every single day. And the challenge for me when I started focusing on it was figuring out how to get to hit those numbers without stuffing myself and feeling like I'm eating constantly. And thankfully I did figure it out because the first month I will say was pretty difficult for me. I felt like I was eating all the time to hit these numbers. And I, I didn't want to feel that way, first of all. And second of all, I really wanted to eat when I was hungry, not versus not because I was just like, Oh crap, I still have 50 grams of protein that I need to eat to hit this number for the day. But then, you know, you learn little hacks and the best thing about Instagram is that when you start looking for certain things, it starts showing you all of those things. So now I'm following a handful of really great people who give really cool ideas. Um, and I've got it dialed in. So that's been super, super helpful for me as well. Um, Another health thing that I decided to do, I don't necessarily know if this is health related, but for years I have been debating getting a breast lift. I mean, when I say for years, I think the first time I got a consult, I was 26. I'm 45 now. So, uh, so there are some things where I will be an absolute 
hey, here's an idea. I want to do this and I will do it tomorrow. Then there's other things obviously like this that I took a little bit of time. (laughs) Um, But I will say best decision, best decision. So happy. Um, It, it's one of those things where I don't know. I I have been very very lucky and in life where I have not had many surgeries. Um I think I ha- I've had one other one and I was like 21 years old and it was very very minor. So doing something like this was a bigger deal than I had ever done. Um but I was really 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 happy with the surgeon I chose, um, their office is incredible. Everybody's super nice. Everybody, you know, is, they have like their, their uniform. Everybody looks amazing. It smells great in there. Um, you know, they really set you up for success. They tell you everything that you to expect, everything that you should do afterwards, everything to expect afterwards. Um, and it was a really, really wonderful experience from start to finish. Um, so I did that. And that recovery was a little uh, more intense than I had imagined it to be. So I said I did the breast lift. I also decided to do a little bit of liposuction. And I, I struggled whether or not I would share this. When I was very first, when I very first made the decision, I didn't tell a lot of people that I was going to do the liposuction because I feel like there is a stigma around some things. And also, I'm not an overweight, morbidly obese person where I have all of this fat on my body that you know would necessitate a significant type of surgery. Um, and yes, I did have some people be like, oh my God, you don't need to do that. And I get that. And I know that that was said out of love. The reason that I chose to do that for me, for my body was because we unfortunately can't tell our bodies, Hey, I'm going to put myself in a calorie deficit and I'd like to lose five pounds. So could you lose it from my stomach and my inner thighs and my hips? That would be great. No, that do- it doesn't work like that. I wish it did. Um, but I had got to a point where I had a few, I guess you could call them pockets of fat that were on my body that no matter how much weight I lost, they were always there and they drove me crazy. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to go under, I don't want this to be something I have to do more than once. So let's get it all done together. Um, One of the things too, that I think is important to mention is negative self-talk. Now we all, I, I would, I would, you know, gamble on that. We all have some negative self-talk that happens, um, whether it is about how smart we are or how we look in the mirror or how we're performing at work or what kind of a friend we are, what kind of a partner we are, what kind of a parent we are. Um, but negative self-talk is a real thing and negative self-talk can be so fucking brutal. When I think about some of the things that I have said to myself and then I stop and I think, would I ever say that to a friend? And of course the answer is absolutely fucking not because that person wouldn't be your friend anymore if you said something that devastatingly rude to them. So why has it been okay for me to say some of the things that I've said to myself? 
especially some of the things that I've said to myself for years. So this goes back to the lipo piece of the surgery that I did is that I had these pockets of fat caused me, I mean, particularly like there's, there, there's some of these talk tracks that originated when I was like 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. So we're talking almost 30 years of negative self-talk that had been so ingrained into my mind, into where my, my mind went every time I looked in the mirror that I was saying to myself over and over, passing a mirror and just having some, just some, you know, phrase or word pop into my mind or sometimes even out of my mouth if I was home alone. And just the negativity, it's like, God, how shitty. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to do this and see, you know, what happens. Well, let me tell you what happened. Now, lipo is fucking brutal. If you've never YouTubed liposuction, if you're, you know, not wanting to eat dinner, go for it because it is not mild. It is very intense. It's, I would go so far to say that it's absolutely brutal. But, you know what? I did it and now I'm almost 3 months out. I would absolutely do it again. Um but here's what's changed. So, you know, it's funny with surgery. They tell you this is what to expect when you get home. But because it's not something we do every day, you're you just kind of go, "Oh, okay. Sounds good." But it's like I've never experienced that. I don't know what to expect. So even though they told me you're going to go home and you're going to have some, um, you know, stitches, obviously, you're going to have some dressings, you're going to have to wear a compression bra, you're going to have to wear compression leggings. We're also going to put some padding in the leggings because um, we really, you know, need things to be compressed, especially for the first 10 days. I'm like, okay, sounds great. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was a little painful and by a little, I mean a lot. The pain from the surgery itself was fine. I, I, I have a really high pain tolerance. I don't really say, I don't really feel like things were painful when I got home. Um, it was just more uncomfortable. Um, but what was painful and what was annoyingly uncomfortable and then also ironic was that I had pads stuffed in the leggings of the compression short pants, um, stuffed in the leggings in my inner thighs and on my stomach that wrapped around my sides. Now the irony was not lost on me that I got liposuction of my inner thighs, my stomach and my hips. And then I had these massive pads stuck into stuffed into the leggings and I was waddling around the house like an Oompa Loompa. Like the irony was not lost on me. But, um, I get why I needed to do that. Compression is very, very important, especially at the first, you know, couple of weeks because what they tell you, and I had no idea until after the fact is that because they're going underneath the skin to remove fat, your skin was attached to that fat. Well, now your skin needs to like reattach to what is left behind. So that compression is vital in getting your skin to go, oh, okay, this is where I connect to now. So that piece of it was definitely uh, a ride, a journey, if you will. But obviously, like I made it through. And I will say now I'm like the lipo expert. So anybody have any questions, hit me up. I'm your girl. I know I, I can tell you literally everything. But here's the cool thing. You know, I was thinking like, oh, like I'll have some clothes that fit a little better. And in case anyone's wondering, 
like the total amount that they took out of me was like three and a half pounds, not a lot. And it's also like, could I lose three and a half pounds on my own? Yes. But would I have been able to lose it from these specific areas all at once? No. So I did that. Um, and yeah, all my, I'm still the same size. All my clothes just fit a little differently and a little more comfortably. And when I look in the mirror, guess what? The negative self-talk is gone. Do I look like Giselle? Fuck no. But I look like a better version of me and it makes me so fucking happy. And eliminating that negative self-talk that has been stuck in my head for years is probably the best gift that I could have given myself. So would I do it again? Absolutely. The breast lift, I mean, game changer. I just did a straight lift. So it's basically a skin surgery. Um, I, I, I wish, I mean, I wish, I wish this and I don't wish this because I am thankful that social media did not exist when I was in high school and college because that would be a lot of things on film and video that I don't necessarily really want to recall. However, I would like to know if um, my boobs now look as good, look good, as good as or better than my high school boobs. Cause I got boobs really early. I got boobs when I was 10. So by the time I was like 18, like I, I had, they were good. They were settled in. So I'm wondering if today's version and that version are the same. Is today's version better? I don't know. We'll never know. And in reality, I don't care too much, but that'd be the only thing that I would try to compare. Um, anyway, Hey, talk about vulnerability and just like sharing it all. You know, what's funny is that I am one of those people when I'm excited about something, I will talk about it because I can't contain my excitement. I'm like a little kid on Christmas. And in retrospect, I could have told absolutely nobody except my family that I was doing this and probably absolutely nobody would have even noticed. Um, like maybe my close, my, yeah, no, my close friends probably would have noticed like when we're wearing tank tops or when I'm wearing a tank top or wearing a bikini, um, they might've been like, wow, your boobs look a lot more perky than they used to. But otherwise, like nobody's looking at me being like, oh, wow, you look so different because really I did, it, it, it was minor. And again, I did it for me. Um, so Hey, if anybody's out listening to this and is debating doing what my friend Julie calls upgrades, fucking go for it. If you have the means, if you have the recovery time, if you want to do it because you think, and it will make you feel better about yourself, fucking go for it. Best decision ever. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to say, Thank you for listening. I hope that those of you that have subscribed are happy when you see the notification that a new podcast is posted. And I'm so excited for chapter two of the round two podcast, hoping to have some great conversations. Can't wait to see where this goes. And um, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody is happy, healthy, having a great time and have a wonderful, wonderful week.